Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. begin. So I want to talk about something um, that I've had brought to my attention by more than one person. Uh, I have some good friends that struggle with this who are awesome people, but for some reason, they just don't realize how awesome they are. And this is called imposter syndrome. Okay, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I don't know. I have not done my full research to know if it's like a real like clinical thing or not. Maybe someone can let me know. I don't know that it is, but I know that I have several good friends who struggle with this concept. So basically, the concept here is that you don't think you're good enough. You don't think that you uh, live up to expectations. You don't think that you have the skills, the knowledge the experience, the quality, whatever it is to do the thing that you are there to do or asked to do. Or maybe you don't think you can do the job that you have. Call this imposter syndrome. So this little, you know, uh, pick-you-up Instagram meme popped up from uh, Jake Thompson uh, and his his, uh, Compete Every Day Website and blog and podcasts, etc. And I'll link this up. It's hard for imposter syndrome to win when you take the focus off of yourself and turn it towards others and how you can help them. So I want to deep dive into that. And I think that's a great place to start with how to combat imposter syndrome within yourself. So let's first look at some things that might be triggering your imposter syndrome and these are from the um you know this guy's stuff uh specifically from a site the declutterist so there you know they have a post and, and i think it's pretty good um let's go through those uh four things that they list that might be kind of triggering some of your imposter syndrome okay um number one people pleasing right um this is sort of like kind of ties into some of our childhood may- maybe and drags us into adulthood. I mean, are you are you worried about disappointing people, right? Do you think about that often? Um, do you feel like you're letting people down, right? Um, well, first off, I think maybe you are more focused um, on – you are n- let's, let's create – you're not as focused on why – you are seeking their approval versus uh, doing something for yourself, right? And let's see if that makes sense, right? So why are you doing the things you're doing? Why are you um, working out? Why are you reading the books you're reading? Why do you listen to the podcasts you're listening to? Is it so that 
you can feel like you get better so that you can tell others that you're getting better and therefore you need them to think you're getting better? Or is it specifically for your own need to get better? I know that's deep, but you really need to start there in terms of thinking about why you're doing things. Are you doing them for you or are you doing them for the approval of others? Number two, uh, fear of missing out, FOMO, right? Um, <laughs> this is an interesting one. Um, do you feel like you need to be um, in the center of all things that are that are happening? Do you feel like you have to be in the know um, whether things are happening matter to you or not? In terms of if you miss out, you feel irrelevant or inferior because you don't know those things. Um, that is that is an interesting one. Um, that's something to check yourself on if you're getting that if you're getting that fear of missing out, like. You know, how many times a day are you checking Facebook and Instagram and for what reason? Um, that's a place to start start digging into your own your own stuff. Um, you're falling into the number three comparison trap, right? You have a high desire to be like others, right? Um, you you got to watch comparing yourself to other people. Sometimes it's healthy. And again, make sure you make sure you have a solid reason for why you're doing that. Is it for performance or is it for? Um, that approval, right? Um, and then they have something here, uh, freshman fear, right? So uh, it could be that you are new, right? You Maybe you've gone from one job to another or from one gym to another, and you're sort of like forgetting all the things that you've done before, all the experience that you've had, and you don't feel like you can bring it to bear on the new scenario. Um, it kind of goes out the window. Just like, you know, you're a freshman in college. You've just gone through 12 years of school. You know, you shouldn't have that fear because you have a ton of experience. It's just that your scenario is new. All right, here's some things uh, that the same site kind of throws out that I think are, are pretty good um, and ways to, to help fight against or beat imposter syndrome. Okay, one is reminding yourself every day of your purpose, you know, um, like Think about that first. Like, what's your mission? What, what what are you here for? What are you doing the things you're doing for? Just remind yourself of that purpose. Uh, at least start that off before you begin things. Um, go on a compassion excursion. That That's an interesting one. Um, and they say, write down a list of all the things that you really like about yourself. Don't be modest. Um, this is just for you. So brag a lot. Right. So write those things down. Go take 15 minutes to yourself and just write down all the positive things about yourself. OK. And just the act of going through that exercise will help pick you up and help uh, fight against some of that imposter syndrome. Uh, self-talk. This is a big one. I, I, I use self-talk. Um, have been accused of talking to myself. Uh, it's it's a, a core of my own meditation, but uh, number three here is clean up your self-talk. Um, just watch those words that you say to yourself, and uh, I'll have another podcast down the road about self-talk and how to do that, I am sure. Um, number four, write down your accomplishments. This, could, this is another uh, sort of a sister or brother e uh, exercise to the, to the second one there. Um, don't be modest. You know, this is, again, this is just for you. Um, write down the things that you've done that you're proud of, okay? 
Another one is to go on a comparison break, right? So do some comparison fasting. Really, honestly, stop comparing yourself to others. Okay, do that. Set a time timetable, maybe 24 hours, 48 hours, something. But go into it specifically with the thought that you are going to go into this time frame and not uh, literally compare yourself to others. Okay, uh, number six is a, a social media fast. I uh, just read a great post on that. Um, I'll try to find the link and link it up uh, if I can when I make the show notes for this. But uh, that's really good for, you know, an, again, set a time period, four or five days, a week, a month, whatever you think you can do. Um, and just shut that off. Shut Facebook off. Shut Instagram off. Shut down Twitter. You know, hopefully your job doesn't um, relate, doesn't rely on you being on those things. That could make it a little more more hard to do but instead of that use some time to do some other things you know go on a hike go to an actual in-person networking group um you know call up a friend you haven't seen in a in a few months or a year or whatever and and go get coffee with them or something um replace that social media time with something like that okay number seven reflect and meditate um you know you do any of these exercises this is going to come out of this but you can come up with other things to do on your own um you know, debriefing something you just got done with and writing down four or five things that you did well. Uh, it can take 10 minutes. You know, this is very important. You know, a lot of times we think about meditation as like, you know, listening to, to monks, you know, chanting and, and sitting upside down like a Jedi Knight in, in breathing exercises. But honestly, meditation is just sitting quietly and reflecting on things. Uh, eight is journal. So, you know, after you do some of these things, write down your thoughts, your feelings. It's probably not a bad idea to just keep a – I keep a, a running text file um, of things. Um, and then this might be weird, but a lot of times of negative thoughts, and I write them down. And the act of writing them down lets me see sometimes how silly they are versus saying them out loud. There's a big difference between writing, literally writing with a pen and paper. I know we type everything nowadays, but literally writing with a pen and paper versus saying them. Uh, the difference is, is often immeasurable. Um, nine is breathe. Um, you know, when you start feeling some of those feelings of inadequacies creeping in or whatever, you know, it might be time for one of these uh, sort of mindfulness exercises or whatever. But you know, learning to breathe properly. We've talked about, or I've talked a lot about box breathing. If you know me, uh, it's one of the things that I <laughs> sell a lot, but, um, just working on your breath is important to just calming down. Um, you know, listening to uplifting music, you know, you can cultivate a nice playlist of good, positive music, not just, you know, popular stuff, but, um, positive uplifting sounds and things that can go along with some of these other things and hell the, the exercise of just putting that playlist together might be might be useful to you um you know they say uh, don't act like you didn't see this coming but gratitude obviously um you know thinking about you know half a dozen a dozen things that you're grateful for write those things down um is another exercise that you can get into um 12 don't go alone right so you know talk to another human being that you trust about some of this stuff just saying those things like I said, writing them down or just saying them to someone that you trust, oftentimes the act of doing that lets you sort of hear how silly it can be. Um, and other times they can pick you up because they see you 
how they see you and not how you've uh, lied to yourself about how you are. Okay. Um, an inspiration walk, number 13. You know, get away from your work, get away from your desk, get away from the everyday things. Um, and go stretch your arms and legs, right, and breathe. Um, but just go walk around the block thinking about some of these things. 14, get a coach. Now, honestly, you could see that one coming, <laughs> obviously. But, um, you know, a coach can help you see these things. And then finally, uh, 15 here, remembering why you're worthy. You know, you've done some of these things. Write down those things. Keep it handy. Read them to yourself. Okay? Keep it in your wallet. Read to yourself. It's helpful. Okay? It can also aid your self-talk, and it can really help you prop some things up. Um, another another thing I want to go to is uh, one of my favorite books, and you will hear me bring this up a lot because Mark Devine is one of my uh, mentors, um, and has been for a long time. In his book, The Way of the Seal, it's one of his, ri- his original book, I believe, and it's sort of my go-to Bible for a lot of things. I've probably read this book a hundred times, but in mine is all marked up and copied up and everything. But there, there's a chapter in here um, from uh, Principle Five, uh, Forging Mental Toughness, that I want to I want to dig into specifically as a in our scenario here of, um, you know, what we're talking about with imposter syndrome. And it's, uh, you know, page 96, again, from Forging Mental Toughness Principle. It is uh, around uh, controlling your attention and developing emotional resilience. Okay, it's super important. Um I think I've told this story <laughs> a handful of times, and it's a very cliche story, but he, he, he off opens up with the, the this Native American story of the wolves within. And, um, man, it's it's sort of funny to use this, but uh, I think it, it really helps serve you later, and that is the story of um, there's an older Native American grandfather, and he's talking to his grandson, and uh, his grandson, you know, has had some experience where he's angry, and he says, "Hey, grandfather, um, I'm so mad. You know, I, I don't, I don't know how, to, and I get, and I lose control, and I don't know how to control myself." And the grandfather tells him a story that he says, "Grandson, w- there are there are two wolves within each of us, always fighting for dominance and always wanting to outdo the other. One is the the fear wolf, and it's full of, you know, self doubt and and." anger and jealousy and and rage and all the things that set us up for failure and the other is the courage dog courage wolf and it's full of um, positive thoughts and love and support and helping others and receiving um, good intention okay he says and they're always fighting and the grandson asks him well if they're always fighting which one wins and the grandfather says the one you feed Right, so a lot of times I will say, hey, which wolf are you feeding? Which dog are you feeding? However you want to think about it. And, and that's a really good story to keep it, keep it at your heart and then bring it up once in a while whenever you're feeling those thoughts. And just, just remember, which wolf 
am I feeding? Which wolf do I want to win? Do I want the fear wolf to win today? Or do I want to beat the fear wolf by utilizing my courage wolf? Okay? Pay attention to which wolf you're feeding. Um, developing emotional resilience, page 98 here, opens with a quote. An optimist is one who sees opportunity in every difficulty. A pessimist is one who sees difficulty in every opportunity. True that. Right? So he goes on to say, emotional resilience is instrumental to your ability to forge mental toughness. Okay? It is the power to bounce back quickly when circumstances conspire against you. Okay? So we're talking about this in relation to imposter syndrome. Okay? So one of the keys to beating this is going to be your mental toughness. Your emotional resiliency is your pathway to mental toughness. How fast do you recover from these things? And what I read before were tools to help you get over some of those scenarios. But how fast do you recover from setbacks? How fast do you get over shit? Okay, that's powerful. That's the courage wolf is getting over things. Because a lot of times, stuff that happens to us is not a big deal comparatively to our entire lives. You're going to live to be like 90 years old, you know. The fact that they got your name wrong at Starbucks for your coffee should not get you down. And if that is something that you're being triggered by and responding to, then there's probably a series of events of things that you need to step back and work on. Okay? It's called harnessing your emotions. Mark Devine goes on to say, You've heard that there are two types of people in the world, those whose glass is half empty and those whose glass is half full. In this broad brush generalization, what we're really saying is that someone is completely negative or completely positive. I've heard that before. I know. The half empty folks combine negative thinking with negative emotional states, locking themselves into a scarce worldview supported by feelings of scarcity. It's half empty. It's the opposite for the half-full folks, right? Bubbly, super positive, it's half-full. However, it's possible as you learn the art of positivity to be stuck in, emotional, in, a, in an emotional purgatory where you think positively, but you feel negatively, right? Uh, yeah, so, you know, self-talk and stuff is only going to get you so far, right? <laughs> You can think positive all day, but you have these negative feelings, okay? This is where we literally do some self-therapy and work on ourselves. This is where we bring in our mantras. This is where we do some of those exercises I talked about earlier, okay? If you're working on some of these things, even a little bit, and you feel like this, that you're in this I-can't-get-out-of-it situation, okay? He has a way of the seal drill to help transfer your emotions, Okay, he talks about the direct process, direct, D-R-I-E-C-T. Detect, interdict, redirect, energize, communicate, train. The dude is a Navy SEAL, so everything is an acronym. But we can use these things. Okay, And what he specifically talks about is whenever you have specific feelings, Okay, whenever you feel a certain way, start to replace those 
in your mind or through an exercise or whatever with an healthy exp- a healthy expression. Okay, this is a direct drill. No pun intended. Okay, so primary emotions that, generally speaking, negative, that can feed into your self-doubt. Okay, anger, fear, greed, doubt, jealousy. These are all things that can feed into your negative thoughts or and or transform into your imposter syndrome okay so if you're feeling the anger work on through an exercise or meditation or whatever replacing it with clarity and determination when you're feeling fear the healthy expression is alertness and eagerness turning fear into a tool right there's lots of thought about that scientifically that fear is not necessarily a bad thing it is hardwired into our brain stems to make us afraid when we're out you know in the wild when we're back in our primal days fear keeps us alive right alertness and eagerness greed contentment and generosity that is a direct battle against the feeling of greed and i'm not talking about money right talking you're talking about um, wanting what someone else has or comparing yourself maybe they beat you in that workout and you really wanted to beat them and you should have but you didn't and now you feel like a wimp (laughs) when instead replace that with a feeling of man i actually was able to do those hundred burpees that's pretty awesome I'm like one of I'm like a one percenter in the burpee category. Who else did a hundred burpees today? There's like one percent of the world's population. I am awesome. Probably less than that. Okay. Doubt, curiosity, and excitement. Right? When you're doubting something, yourself, something you have the capacity to do or the um, ability to be invited to do, etc. Combat that with feelings expressions of curiosity and excitement okay and then finally jealousy acceptance and love so if you're coveting something you're jealous of someone and what they're doing or have or capable of you really need to work to accept that and love that that other person is capable or whatever that might be Okay. If you start working on those things, you can really transform your emotional landscape by stepping back into these negative emotions with these healthy expressions. This leads to building your self-esteem, right? I read from the book. Negative emotions are debilitating, minimizing your sense of self. Belief in your inherent goodness is critical for self-esteem to flourish. When you train your new positive emotional states, that's part of the direct method, until they become part of your core makeup, you will naturally elevate your self-esteem. 
right? You can make this part of your morning ritual, your evening ritual, whatever it is that you do when you get up in the morning to get going or whatever you do at night when you're shutting the system down, okay? This is cultivating optimism, getting out of our own head. It's super important to get out of your own head. And this is what we're talking about doing. We're digging in to what we're feeling and doing and trying to replace them. And that makes us work on ourselves. If we can begin to see ourselves as something that we're working on, there's a dichotomy there, then you can sort of extract yourself from the fight, extract yourself from being caught up in that stuff to where you can begin to think about those things and work on them instead of just reacting. Uh, man, regardless of how you define your spirituality or the source of your spirit, this is Mark Devine speaking again, you must direct its power towards cultivating an optimistic outlook. Don't be a victim of life's challenges. Rather, be a warrior on an endless journey seeking the most valuable lessons life can offer. Okay? Through this path. You can do it. And, you know, I'm going to end with something that I started with, which is taking your eyes off yourself. Okay, he has a whole bunch of stuff written on this in this book. You really should dig in. Take your eyes off yourself. Those who are self-absorbed tend to be defensive and less emotionally mature than those who serve others. He goes on to talk about, you know, being in the SEAL teams and that it's all about the team and you put the team first. And what that does is, is it really helps you take your eyes off of just you and being inside your own brain and looking at the team and how do we make the team better and if there's something that's wrong with me how do I fix that in order to help the team get better right because then it's not just about you and being in your brain it's about you and how you get better to help this other larger organism kick ass if you do this for yourself this is where you find humility generous attitude this is how you begin to strengthen your emotional resolve super important to be here all the time always working um you got to work on it you can't just expect it to happen um you have to go through these things you have to go through these oh man you just have to work on it there's there's no shortcut so Get the book, read the book. Um, if you need any follow-ups, you can find me on my website here where you're, or where you listen to this podcast. Track me down. Ask me a question. I will get back to you, I promise. Until next time, keep getting better 1% every day. I believe in you, and you can do it. All right, guys? Get after it.